who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah! <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're here for another episode of Real Hauntings. Hey, guys. I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Noah Daniels. And we actually have a special guest for this episode. Hey, I'm Catherine Clark. We also call her Cat, so oh, yeah. you guys can call her Cat or Catherine if you meet her and you want to be more formal. That works too. Yeah, I always introduce myself as Catherine, but you can decide what you call me. It's very respectful. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Cat, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, in regards to ghost stories, or just, in just general, just what? What's a cat? Yeah. What's a cat? What's a cat, Clark? I um, and I'm an occupational therapist, and I'm from Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, I traveled for work for about two to three years, which is where kind of some of my experiences happened. I lived in, okay, so college in North Georgia. I went to OT school at the Medical College of Georgia in Augusta. So I took a travel job, which is basically like, I don't know if you've heard of travel nursing or travel, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's just like any small town or big city that needs like a quick filler in while they're looking for more permanent help. I will say before I went on to be a travel therapist, anything like this, just like an immediate hard no in my head. Like I have always been terrified of scary movies, of scary stories. The first scary movie I ever saw was What Lies Beneath and I was in third grade and I was at my best friend Dana's birthday party. It was her fifth grade birthday party and they did not tell me it was going to be a scary movie. And it traumatized me. Like for the rest of that I can remember, I had to run up the stairs, look under my bed before I got into it. I opened the closet door in my bathroom every time. Every time I went in the bathroom, I couldn't walk past that door without looking in it because there's like a a huge scene in that movie that involves the bathroom. No spoilers. (laughs) You guys haven't seen it. Um, Just kidding. But um, like the attic is connected to the. Room, the bedroom I slept in in high school and I always had to have it locked with like this 
pillow thing at the bottom so nothing could slip under the cracks. I always had this like heightened sense of fear, which now that I've talked to people about, they're like, that's probably because you were sensing things or whatever. Um, I still don't know if that is true, but my fear of that kind of stuff has gone down a lot. Like, I, I don't know how old I was, but once both of my sisters were out of the house, I had a lot of trouble sleeping upstairs by myself with the lights off. So I would sleep on a cot in my parents' room for every now and then. Um, they say that it lasted longer than I remember, but... I did that too. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> really? My dad always talks about it. Well, it was probably after your story too, happened yeah. too. It's terrifying to kind of have that feeling. Yeah. What specifically has brought you here to us today? What paranormal experience are we going to be discussing? It all kind of ties in with my journey when I was a travel therapist. I basically worked with a medium and then she connected my dad to his long lost family is the synopsis of it. It is really cool. I worked in Prosser, Washington, population like 6,000 people. And then the Tri-Cities was close by, which is like Kennewick, Richmond, and uh, if anyone listens to this. Montgomery. Pasco. Oh, yeah. Our fans from Pasco almost had <laughs> so many angry emails. So We're going to get a hard correction <laughs> order on this episode. Anyway, so I was there for about five months. After that, I went to Eugene, Oregon, um, and I was an occupational therapist at a nursing home, um, and I had an occupational therapy assistant, which basically she does the same things, treats a bunch of patients. Um, I just write the evaluations and that kind of thing and have to supervise her every now and then and kind of read over her notes. And like the second day of work, we were all having lunch. Her name's Teresa. And she goes, hey, I'm a medium. Did I tell you that? (laughs) And at this point, I had not been super in tune with that side of like my faith or anything, like the spiritual side. And I was just immediately, like before, was just like, okay, I don't believe How long had you known her? (laughs) Like two days and she just busted out like oh hey i'm a psychic or is medium i don't know is there a better Um, bad way to say that i i i don't want to do anyone wrong by saying wrong terminology because there is like very specific terminology they use um it's this whole world it's it's really cool to like listen to mediums there's a couple podcasts i follow too that like um talk about this kind of thing and so i was like okay well I'm not totally close-minded to it, but talk to me about it in the daylight. Like, don't come over and tell me to freak me out at night <laughs> so I won't be able to sleep again. With I picture her saying it like a vampire, like, oh, me. <laughs> again, um, with new roommates that I found on Craigslist, <laughs> different from Washington ones. They were nice to you, college students. Uh, so she didn't really bring it up again, but we went for some hikes and then she told me some stories. And they were pretty cool. And I was like, okay, I kind of liked picking her brain about it. So we were walking or hiking and she was like, hey, so I keep getting the letter M associated with you. And this is kind of like what she would do because she was still practicing kind of being in tune with her uh, skills as a medium. There's like different ways that they can read people or like, or, or talk to people that have passed in their lives. Like Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, experiences someone's loved one way of death. If you've ever watched her show or read her books, she'll she'll be like, oh, I was walking through Home Depot and all of a sudden I start choking 
And so she'll have to look around and be like, did someone's loved one die here from choking? And okay, like, does she have to look around and ask people that? Or can she like let it go? No, she, I'm sure she, it would go away. I just, she was like on camera for these episodes. Oh, so this gotcha, was like gotcha. a big part of it. I'm just imagining her like doing like <laughs> any of her shopping and then stopping everyone. Yeah, no, store. no, no. <laughs> Who died here? <laughs> it's usually the person that's like closest to her. Yeah. Like in the aisle or whatever. And her book talks about how like, she had deep, dark insecurities and like fears as a child and as a teenager and doctors and psychologists and her parents told her to suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, do from drugs after drugs. She's like, I just lived in a cloud. Like I didn't even know what an, what an emotion felt like because she was so drugged up because she had all these like fears and paranoias and anxieties, which in the end she filtered into her work as a medium and she now full control and never has those i digress into another story um so we're on a hike and she was like okay so i'm associating the letter m with you m as in monkey um she's like do you have anyone that's passed away that started with an m and i was like no i have my grandmother's name is mary but she's still living my other grandma passed away and that it didn't start with an m let me think and she was like what about your dad's you know grandma's I didn't know his paternal's mother's name at the time. My dad's father was, what's the word I'm thinking of? Estranged? So my my dad's father had like 11 siblings, nine siblings, something like that. He was like excommunicated from the family because they were Catholic and he met a Methodist. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Wait, they're all Christians, but they were like, you're not our Christian? Well, this, so- is, this is like from straight from Scotland, like super Catholic. Uh, and in this time, like the 1940s or something like that. We'll believe you. You yeah. can say whatever you want. And um, with that many kids, what's losing one? You know, I'm kidding. That's a big joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait a silly. <laughs> I know, wait. Yeah, so he was pretty much discommunicated from the whole family because he wanted to marry a Methodist, which was my grandmother, Betty, who's from Atlanta. Um, which Betty is, so sounds like a Methodist from like that time <laughs> period. Right. And it's funny because my dad was like, well, my mom offered to take us to mass, but my dad never said anything. So we just went to church. So there's a lot of mystery there too. But basically my dad never knew a single aunt or aunt or uncle, none of his cousins. And I mean, he had like eight aunts and uncles from this family probably like tens of twenties of first cousins, you know, just so much family that he never knew. So all of our Christmases and Thanksgivings were like always focused on my mom's side of the family. And then my dad had twin, another little brother who neither of them got married. So it was just like the three brothers and then all of my mom's side of the family. You said your dad had a twin? He did have a twin. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away three years ago. Okay. He had paternal twins and then he had he uh, had par- like paranoid schizophrenia. So oh, wow. his mother was an identical twin. However, oh, wow. identical twins don't run the family. Fraternal twins do. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have a... Listeners, you should quote me on that and question me if I'm wrong. <laughs> do you we have, have any twins listening? We have any twins. And you'd like to contact us. <laughs> Are you a ghost and a twin? <laughs> Back to Teresa, the medium, on our hike. Okay, are you sure? Like, I'm I'm getting Margaret, the name Margaret. And I'm like, okay, that's a very specific name. My cousin's name is Mary Margaret. I was almost named Margaret something, just a family name. 
on my mom's side. And she was like, okay, well, maybe it's someone else. So she dropped it. Because I was like, no, Teresa, no one named M that I know has died in my family. Like, okay, can we just hike? So anyways, I don't know, days or weeks have passed. This has been a while. And she goes, okay, well, I swear I'm still getting this M name. Ask your dad if he knows any of his grandparents' names. Like, just see if he does. So I was like, okay, I'll ask. Because my sister at the time had like gotten into Ancestry.com, had been trying to locate other family members of his, no success. In fact, she had stopped. Like she had disconnected her Ancestry.com login information. Like she totally quit. Um, So I was like, hey, what was your grandmother's name? And she was like, he was like, oh, I got a text back that said, Mary, I think dot, 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 question mark from Scotland or a specific town in Scotland. So I was like, Teresa, he did say it was M, but it was Mary. And then like five seconds later, oh, just kidding. It was Margaret. Whoa. (laughs) It was the name that she gave you before? Like the legit same name? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She... 100% 100% said Margaret. Did she even seem surprised or was she like, yeah, of course it was. Of course it was Margaret. She, so at the time was still tuning into like her skills as a medium. So she was excited because mm. she was like, I mm. knew it. She was like, I had this name and it was driving me nuts. Then I had a patient on on my hallway who I want. And again, I'm in Eugene, Oregon, which is like kind of known as like a woo-woo hippie kind of town. And also I'm at a nursing home. So I walked into this room and this lady is sitting in a chair, bedside chair, and she's just like swiping at the air like this. And I'm just like, are you okay? Do you need water? Like what's happening? She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. There's just so many orbs in here. If this is weird to you, listeners, I'm swiping my hands in the air right now. <laughs> you needed a visual. Um, and she was like, I'm sorry if you're not into that kind of thing. I like, I won't talk about it. And I was like, no, I mean, everyone's bringing this up to me lately. So it's fine. And she was like, yeah, there's like two little kids over there running and playing hide and seek. And I was just like, okay, so occupational therapy, <laughs> like, do you live at home independently? No. And so I was like, all right, let me just go ahead and tell you that my coworker, you know, says she's a medium and recently kept telling me that someone in my family with the name M was trying to connect with her. And we found out it was Margaret and my dad's grandma's name was Margaret. So I gave her all that information. She goes, Oh, Maggie. Yeah. They called her Maggie. She has your eyes and she has your mouth. Just like, like that said it. That's crazy. Didn't pause. It was just like, Oh, she went by Maggie. I don't know how I would have taken that information. Like, what, what was your immediate thought when you heard that? I mean, I kind of got like chill bumps or whatever, yeah. you know? I mean, it was cool to hear someone just so confidently be like, oh, she went by Maggie. You have the same eyes and lips. And like an older person who has nothing to gain by lying to you. Like, there's no... Yeah. Yeah. And she, I just remember she had like these piercing like blue eyes too. So... I was just like, okay, this, there's no way. This is either a big coincidence or whatever. So... I texted my dad all this being like, ha ha ha, this is really funny. But she said this and uh, he sends me a picture. And on the back, it said, it said, Margaret Maggie McNally. Yeah. I no, I, it's, it was so cool. And it was a picture of your grandmother? Yeah, which I, I didn't think we had the same eyes or mouth. Oh, uh, okay. That was <laughs> so, trust me, I was really excited if we were going to be twins. Like an old Scottish uh, grandma twin, but no. <laughs> is, was your dad first generation... American and his mother was Scottish or second generation? Second generation. And then Maggie never came to the U.S. She Maggie. So Maggie McNally married. Oh, I 
Uh oh, sorry if you're listening to this great grandpa. <laughs> Michael, maybe if you're a ghost and you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're related to Catherine. Email us now, <laughs> especially if you're twins. Uh, I know them as Ma and Pa now, but they moved from Scotland hmm. to Pennsylvania, okay. Aurora, Pennsylvania. They had together, you know how. People have kids. How sex works. Yeah. yeah. Familiar so they had like. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to know how sex works, <laughs> please email us and we'll dive into that in our next episode. So they had the nine kids and one of them was my grandpa. They obviously knew how sex works. They knew how sex works. <laughs> my grandpa met my grandma, Betty, and they were married in Washington State. And then they had three boys my dad, his twin, John. And the younger brother, Joe. Yeah. So, did she die in some unusual way? Or was, was she um, reaching out to you to tell you where so the treasure? Or? No. Okay. I guess to end my story, like I said, my dad had never been in touch with anyone on that side of the family. And just because a medium told me that Margaret was somewhere and someone else told me she went by Maggie, that didn't connect the sides. I just mm. started texting my sister and calling her and being like, this is the coolest thing that's happening. Um, are you sure we can't make contact with anyone? And she went on and within that week had found every single aunt and uncle that was still alive. Cousins. We have cousins in Spain. We have cousins in Chicago. We have cousins in Pennsylvania and Australia. We get Christmas cards now with pictures. Hmm. We have this lady that will email us like once a month with just like pictures and stories about our, my grandpa who went by Bluey. Uncle Bluey, which we never knew, and just like all of this stuff. And then my grandpa's name. So, if anything, this whole thing, you know, tied my dad in with all of his cousins and all of his relatives. Um, my grandpa's name is Eugene. <laughs> so, I oh, think that's yeah. kind of cool that I yeah. was in Washington, which is where like my grandpa and grandma were secretly married. That's a whole nother scandalous story. So, your friend that's a medium, what's her name again? Teresa. So Teresa, did she say how she gets that letter? Like how it appears to her? Like where it is it like a guttural thing or um, she asleep or I feel like it's Cheerios different. form an animal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she actually puts her hands up kind of like Matilda. You know, have you seen Matilda? Yes. And then like the Cheerios just dance. Just one letter in the I think it's different for every medium. Some just get a word or get a name. And some see pictures or symbols or have their own like, uh, like spirit alphabet kind of thing where like mm -hmm. spirit will use something like a reference from their memory, like from Teresa's memory to communicate what they're trying to say. I say that confidently because the different like mediums that I followed or listened to have um, said almost word for word the same kind of way that they communicate, like having that repertoire. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So, uh, Teresa, it, it sounds like she made you a believer. I would say a lot of things and doors and stories happened during that time. And it made me 
more observant and more open-minded for sure. Because some things just seem way too coincidental. Mm. I don't know. When I started following other stories, it's just like, it's almost insane how like accurate and how Mm. much information. And it's not like she's out predicting the future. She's claiming that spirits are contacting Mm. her and passing along something. And it does. And according to her, like her daughters and her have all sensed spirits and demons and and like i guess like uh, energies of the light and energies of the dark there's like an entire world out there of dude i do not want the de- <laughs> no demons in my life they can mm-hmm. keep the d away from me <laughs> keep the d away <laughs> not for listeners me. if you have any d please keep that away <laughs> from our podcast <laughs> yeah. so oh did Teresa? um like relay any kind of message from your grandmother to you? No, not specifically. Do you feel like there was something your grandmother was trying to accomplish? Was it bringing the family back together? Yeah, I think just in my head, she was up there with my grandpa, Eugene, and they were just like, this is dumb. Like, I thought you were going to say, this is dope. (laughs) This is is dope. (laughs) It's real dope, man. this is dumb just everybody find each other and it just like i don't know i don't know if spirit gets much opportunity to do that kind of thing and um but then the lady that was in the nursing home that you were working in mm-hmm. did she ever approach you again and be like oh your grandma's right here watching family feud with me no i i don't think i saw her often mm-hmm. in fact i think i gave her as to Teresa for like one of her patience oh, well. for that week or whatever. Well, you turned around and then Ash was just floating in the wind. And, you're and she wasn't even there the whole time. <laughs> but here's the thing. I When I find out something like this, I want to know exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. So th- I was definitely in my car like in parking lots being like closing my eyes. <laughs> like, okay, Margaret. I'm ready. Like, show yourself or whatever. Like, Uh I've never felt like someone... Okay. I've never felt like someone's tried to intentionally communicate with me. However, again, in Oregon, this happened in Oregon, uh, a bunch of the staff went out for like a drink one night and I was saying goodbye to someone in the parking lot. And then um, I, like, if I've ever seen an actual orb outside of a picture, it would have been this. Because like... There was a light, a, like a light post, like a, you know, the street, the street light, <laughs> street light. yeah. <laughs> and I just like, remember just like real quick, a, a, a light just went zoom, like right by my eye. And you had a stroke. I had a stroke. <laughs> and I was like, did I just like, cause it was made me do a double take and, yeah. and, and maybe that was something to do with mm-hmm. my visual cortex. I don't know, but something went by cause now Four years later, I've been getting these like weird flashes in my eye, unrelated and different to what that experience was. But the skeptic in me was like, maybe it was just something with my eye. Well, yeah. JJ, have you had any psychic or premonitions or any kind of experiences like that? No, I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I've had... Staunch non-believer. Oh, well, I've had like deja vu before. I'm, I'm, but it's always over like such weird like mundane little just like tidbits of a conversation where i'm like i feel like i've heard you say that exact same Mm -hmm. thing before but like it's too specific to like a certain situation but now i i you know like 
it's not like anything substantial that I can remember. So mm-hmm. if it is like really deja vu, it just feels like very random and not yeah. not particularly useful. I like the idea of like, you know, uh, like your ancestors kind of like coming as back as spirits to mm-hmm. kind of like guide the the family and like heal whatever kind of wounds there was in the family. I, it also worries me because I think if my uh, grandparents came back as spirits, they would just come and like guilt me to going to church yeah, more often. Same. So, and like, yeah. I don't like the thought that they can just like see us all the time because like people masturbate a lot and, and ghosts don't oh, need to be seeing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there's like, you know, if you listen to some of these other medium podcasts, you know, people are like, spirit's not going to be like up in your business all the time, but I don't know. Psychics and, and mediums, I find that really interesting. You know, we're here, so I think we all have a, a at least a baseline interest in paranormal things. Um, for me and the way it kind of permeates in my family has first been in dreams. Uh, the most significant, my mother was very close with... Um, one of her cousins growing up and they're still close to this day. And we woke up on one Christmas and my mom literally came into like where the Christmas tree and stuff was. I was already there as a kid ready to open up presents. Uh, she came in crying and we were like, Hey mom, it's Merry Christmas. Like you good. And she was like, Oh, I had a dream that uh, my cousin, his wife and their three kids were in a car accident and one of them died. And we were like, okay that's weird can we open presents and literally within a couple minutes the phone rang and my cousin's wife had died in a car accident and all the two of them and the kids were traveling on christmas eve oh my gosh that's kind of crazy i had one that was much less serious as a child uh where i dreamed that i was going to go to the pool and see one of my friends and her brother was going to come by and torture us by hitting us with like those pool volleyball things, you know, and just like pick on us. It all literally played out the next day. Like saw her, we were like best friends as kids. I was like maybe 10 or so. Got in the pool hanging out and then here comes her brother with a big like volleyball and spiked it into our heads, like made fun of us and left. And I was like, what the fuck? I I believe it runs in families. Like, cause if I've talked to Teresa, but she says both of her daughters experience this Mm. kind of stuff. And they see things they always have since they were babies or like toddlers. I think the only other, my sister experiences stuff way more than I do. Mm. Like she's woke up, she woke up as a teenager, like crying and then went downstairs and was like, I think Aunt Nina died and Aunt Nina died. Wow. Yeah. Like, and then she, a bunch of stuff, like when she was pregnant and then she sees signs from spirits or, or when she sees signs from from God with like butterflies and all this kind of, she'd be a good person to bring on and talk to. But um, the only other thing that I've experienced that was just like, I just get these casual coincidental things. I'm sitting at a coffee shop on like, you know, February 1st. And I'm, for some reason, my grandpa popped into my head again, the same one, Eugene. And I was like, huh, I wonder if his obituary is online just for kicks. I should have been doing work. But I was like, seriously urgently searching this obituary to see if I could find it because he died in Atlanta when my dad was like 16. Hmm. Um, And so 
I didn't find it. And then eventually I was like, Hey dad, when did he die? What year? And I looked it up and I finally found it. And it was like, Eugene Clark birthday, February 2nd. So it was just like so coincidental that like the next day was his birthday. And like, oh, why wow. was I so urgently looking this up? If not to like, rem- and I've always loved Groundhog's Day. It's always been like my mm. favorite day ever. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the movie Groundhog's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know all those people are ghosts in that movie? <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> I thought, wait, because they're so old that they're all dead now? Or are you saying that? No, no. <laughs> I was just making a joke. Because I hate it when people are like, you say like, oh, I like this movie. And they're like, did you know everybody in that movie is dead now? Oh. Yeah. So Did old. you know Bill Murray's dead? He's not. He's not dead. Listeners, if you're listening to this podcast and you have plans to kill Bill Murray, oh. please do not do that. But also, we if he dies Bill tomorrow, Murray. I called it. And that well, sums up this podcast. Yep. We'll call the name of this podcast <laughs> Bill Murray's Death. <laughs> oh, so we will get jail, so much hate mail for killing Bill Murray. <laughs> no, he's my favorite. Um, yeah, no, that's fascinating. I think... Um, that's an area of the supernatural that is so interesting to me because so many people actively purport to have these, I mean, it's called what they are, their powers, abilities, right? Uh, it, it would be like if there was a school of X-Men, you know, it's just that their powers manifest internally and you can't see them. And then some of them make careers off of this stuff. And I think it becomes yeah. a real balance for the public of being like, Oh, they're profiting off of this. It must be bullshit, right? But then you hear stories like yours of somebody who has nothing to gain. It's a friend of yours. Can't get this thing out of their head. And then all the dots connect and you're like, okay, there has to be something more to this. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, I, I, I don't know. There's this world is so ginormous and crazy and the universe is so crazy. I have trouble not 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 believing in stuff like this yeah. because literally we i say this in almost every conversation in my life we've only discovered like five percent of the ocean it's crazy yeah. there's so much there's so much in there i want some mer people yeah if you're a mer person <laughs> please. <laughs> please please email Real hauntings podcast. We don't want your dirty Murr emails. If you have have a translator, that would be great. (laughs) All right, JJ. So it's a big question. Mm. Are you a believer? Do you believe in paranormals? Oh, man. I think... Paramediums? (laughs) Paramediums? I can't say I... I believe it fully. I'm still skeptical. I think it's like an amazing story uh, with the medium being able to like figure out your grandmother's name who you didn't even know, which I think is pretty cool. I do think maybe that's coincidence. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Um, either way, I think the impact of of it helping your family discover this whole other extended family across the globe is pretty amazing um i think the thing with the the woman in the nursing home knowing that your grandmother went by maggie i feel like i lean more towards like that being coincidence just because i think that's pretty common for someone named margaret to go by maggie Mm -hmm. the medium thing is a little harder to write off as coincidence but i'm i'm still kind of i feel like i'm in that skeptics corner Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Now the dream stuff is super weird of like people predicting stuff through dreams. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. That's so strange. Dreaming Other than, in general freaks me out. Like, yeah. the fact that we close our eyes and then, I mean, I understand scientifically a baseline yeah. of how dreaming works, but just that experience. And it, sometimes I can't sleep at night because I'm like, oh, I'm about to dream. I'm about to dream. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I have experienced like paradoxical sleep. I mean, we all do. It's part of the REM cycle. Like your brain produces GABA and it like shuts down your muscles. So mm-hmm. you literally can't move except for your extremities like your fingers and your toes and your genitals those don't get frozen did you say genitals just as a science fact for everyone that's listening so listeners if your genitals go paralyzed during sleep you should contact medical um someone from the medical or if they run off you should if your genitals are paralyzed during sleep (laughs) yeah because those don't those aren't supposed to be paralyzed oh they're not okay just everything else except your fingertips your oh. toes and your tendons. Gotcha. All right, listeners. You've heard so, you heard it first. This is probably where sex with a ghost comes from. Mm, interesting. Oh. Again, if you have had sex <laughs> with a ghost, please email us. Yes, email we us. We want to talk to you. Real hauntings podcast at gmail.com. And I find that you'll find a lot of stories coming from children. You can't necessarily like interview them or whatever, depending on their age or parents and all that kind of stuff. But there's so many stories of like a child that's in a car wreck that sees like his deceased grandma, like between the tree and the car and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, like or holding him and saving his life and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of stories that came out, like what was the one book where the kid who had appendicitis, heaven is is for real. real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like everything that happened in that book was just his, this child's experience at like four. I was going to say clockwork orange, but that's a Star Wars. 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 All right, guys. Well, I am going to say I'm a believer. You've convinced me cat. So (gasps) that's one in the column for mediums. That's too fucking weird to not be real. I don't know the logic of it. Why would anybody lie about that? So, so I'm buying into the mediums. So guys, that's another episode of the real hauntings podcast. Again, hit us up on Gmail. It's real hauntings podcast at gmail.com. We want to know your stories. We're going to hear your ghost stories, your stories about mediums, your orbs in a movie theater, your sex with a ghost, (laughs) especially the sex with a ghost, Uh send them to us and we'll put them on the podcast. You will be a part of the podcast. So that being said, I'm Noah Daniels. And I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Catherine Clark, or Cat. And that's another episode. Till next time, guys. Ooh. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.